1: A 10-yard touchdown reception
2: for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team.
0: Powered by Seahawks.com.
2: What up? You are listening to Hog Talk, the preview edition, week 16. The Seattle Seahawks take on the Rams to clutch clinch, excuse me, the division. But before we get into that, here's NASA with the injury updates.
0: Thanks, Bump. Well, the Seahawks are in pretty good shape injury-wise. Pete Carroll in his weekly press conference gave us an update on Carlos Dunlap, we made it back last week against Washington and Brandon Shell, who has not played since week 14 against the Jets.
1: Both those guys are going to uh, – Carlos is practicing. He starts the week in full full mode. Uh, we're we're going to monitor Brandon until later in the week uh, with the hopes that he can get back out on the field by Friday and, and uh, show us some stuff and see if he can compete to play. We're really pleased with what Cedric did at right tackle, so uh, we feel fortunate that he had a nice game going into this one. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens with Brandon. Unfortunately, Quentin Dunbar's first season with Seattle is coming to an end because of his banged-up knee. It's held him out since Week Nine against Buffalo. However, Trey Flowers will help add some depth to that secondary. Quentin is going to is going to stay on IR. He's going to get his knee fixed. Um, it just couldn't turn, make the turn. Um, he tried really hard the last couple of weeks, and he just can't get over the hump on it. And, and so he's going to he's going to get uh, that taken care of soon. I think. Um, Trey's coming back to practice today. He'll be a little bit limited just numbers-wise, but he's he's coming back to play, so I'm um, really excited that he, he has the chance to you know return to us. Is, is that a season-ending surgery for Quinton? Yes. On a positive note, looks like Daryl Taylor, second-round pick for the Seahawks
0: in 2020, might actually get on the field next week.
1: Yeah, he's going to try to practice next week and for the first time, and, and he's getting ready to do that. We'll find out if that, if that can come to life and all, um, so we'll see. Um, like I've said all, all along that we've we've been waiting and hoping that, that we could get to this day. He had a lot of um, uh, consulting that he did to get to that point. I saw a number of doctors to make sure that he was confident in what he was doing and and so now that we we have that behind us, I, I think that uh, he'll get a chance to see if he can you know if he can jump back sooner than later. We'll be happy to have him. And finally, Greg Olson has put in a lot of work the last couple
0: weeks rehabbing from that foot injury. Looks like he's set to go against the
1: Rams. Greg's coming back. He's going to practice this afternoon. He had a really solid week last week. He looked very good. Um, it was really close enough that he, he had a chance to play last week. We thought it would just be the – it was such a shock that he was so good so soon that we just didn't want to press our luck on it. So he's back in action this week, and we're really happy to get him back out there. All right, before we get rolling, make sure you find all your complete Seahawks coverage on
0: 710 ESPN Seattle, the 710 ESPN Seattle app, or at 710sports.com, 710 ESPN Seattle, the voice of Seattle sports. As we mentioned it, NFC West, Showdown, Seahawks, Rams, who's next?
2: Who's next? I will tell you who is next. It's the Los Angeles Rams. They are nine and five in second place in the NFC West. This team is up and down, smiles and frowns. You don't know what you're going to get. All right, let's talk about their losses to the Buffalo Bills, San Francisco twice, lost to the Dolphins, and then last week. They made history, folks, and they were the first team to lose to the Basuda. New York <laughs> Jets. They lost to the Jets, Naz. What the heck happened? Bro,
0: this is the most disappointing loss in the Sean McVay era. No question about it. You mentioned 23-20, the Jets were and 13. Let me tell you something. This is how bad it was, man. These dudes hadn't experienced the feeling of victory in 51 weeks, man. 51.
2: Hold on. Weeks. Hold on. I got a question. How many how many weeks turn a year? Um, I want to say it's like 56. <laughs> but I'm 52. not confident. They were one <laughs> off fifth, almost a year. They're struggle.
0: Oh my goodness. Um and honestly, the game was bad from the jump. I mean, you you can't start a game worse than they started this game. They went punt, punt, block, punt, interception, punt, then they punted again. So it was looking pretty bleak. They rebound in the second half, scoring four uh scoring points on four consecutive drives. However, Bump, it, it got a little bleak at the end. On their final offensive drive, they turned the ball over on downs. Just five plays, six yards. Goff's final pass falling incomplete on a fourth and four. But the thing was, though, the game wasn't even over at that point. Like, nope. the, they, all they had to do was stop the Jets. Yes, the 0-13 Jets, the, most, the worst offense in the NFL. Um, the Jets took over with three minutes, 54 seconds on the clock. And against the league's best defenses, I wrote on their notes, one of the leagues, the league's best defense. The best. 37-year-old Frank Gore got two clutch force downs, uh, forcing the Rams to burn their final timeouts and leading to a formation that they're foreign to. We do the victory formation every week on Hawk Talk, it feels like. The Jets, I'm happy those guys had it in the playbook, remembered how to do it. And honestly, Bob, before (laughs) before I get off this topic, (laughs) I've played on some bad football teams before, um, <laughs> and every, you know, whatever's the day before a game, Friday walkthrough, if you're playing in college, whatever it is, you go through everything, right? You go through the whole script, you go through your offensive script, your defense script, hear the calls you like, you go through all the special teams. Now, when you're on a bad football team, here are two things that you don't practice very often or don't get to utilize in a game. The victory <laughs> formation victory, oh. and your hands team. Because you're never in that situation. What you really should be doing on bad football teams, you should be like, all right, let's get our kick or turn unit right. Let's get (laughs) punt cover, punt cover team. (laughs) 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 So I feel for him. Um and it was it was it was a rough day. So what'd you see out of Jared Goff?
2: Jared Goff. I didn't see much out the guy. He was pretty pedestrian doing what he does. 22 of 34, 209, two touchdowns, one interception. He was sacked three times. Now the Rams typically do a good job of protecting this guy. He's only been sacked 20 times this year. Cam Akers goes out with a high ankle sprain. He suffered a high ankle sprain and kept playing. That's crazy. I've had a high ankle sprain. That is tough to deal with. So now, Oh, don't forget, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup combined for just 95 yards and one touchdown. That is a problem. Something tells me that's not going to be duplicated this week. They're going to get those guys the football. Now, let's look at this head-to-head comparison. All right, let's talk about this offense. All right, these offenses are pretty close. Hawks are ranked ninth. Rams are ranked eighth. Rush offense. Hawks are 11. Rams are ninth. Pass offense. Hawks are twelfth. Rams are 13 points per game. Hawks are fourth average in 29.5, and the Rams are 17th average in 24.6. Other than the points scored, offensively, these teams are very similar when it comes to numbers. When it comes to approach, they're a bit different. But you look at these numbers, you say these offenses should be going back and forth, trying to put up points. What do you see in this defense?
0: Well, holy smokes, this defense, man. Uh, They lead pretty much every category. Total defense, number one, 286 yards a game. Rush defense, number two, 94 yards a game. Pass defense number 1 192 yards a game points allowed per game 19 third in the league so these guys are as advertised this is the second straight week the seahawks are going up against a really good opponent and um they're scary i mean and usually you prefer to face a team coming off a loss because they need to figure their stuff out um but with them it's just such a chess match with Sean McVay their new star defensive coordinator also so it's going to be it's going to be tough because for whatever reason they've had a what's the word they've they've had Seahawks number just straight up so like it's going to yep. be it's going to be difficult obviously the Seahawks have made huge improvements defensively over the course of the year they're 26th in defense at 387 yards per game but as we know that is an unbelievable uh, improvement where they started this year so that's something to look, hang your hat on. The Seahawks defensively, they're third in, in rush defense. They're they're not allowing uh, much on the ground. Ninety-four point six. They're just .5 yards away from the Rams. So they're essentially the same when it comes to rush defense. Our pass defense is still thirty-second in the league. I'm hoping before this year's over that we can improve that stat and we don't end with the worst. But it is what it is. And then points points allowed per game. This is the big thing about the Seahawks, and they've made a huge improvement only allowing 24 points a game now. It's tied for 14th, middle of the league. So it's good to see there. But on paper and what we've seen with our eyes, this Ram defense is no joke.
2: Hey, forget the numbers. The Hawks have a top 10 defense the last five games. All right, I know they played some some guys that you, you would expect them to beat, but they still got to go on and perform, and this Rams defense is legit, man. I tell you, I look at Aaron Donald, I look at Leonard Floyd, Darius Williams, Jalen Ramsey. They got some guys over there who can get it done. This has to be a game where the offense steps up. they kind of been... They've been okay the last few games. They haven't been horrible, but they haven't been as efficient as we would like and as explosive as we would like. This is a game where that got, they got to get back on track. Now let's dive into the history of this matchup and know your history.
0: Know your history. All right, so the series record, the Seahawks lead the series 24 to 20. However, Sean McVay, as I alluded to a second ago, is 5-2 and two against Pete Carroll and has won five of the last six games played. Last meeting... Rams beat the Seahawks 23-16 back in week 10. Um, but that game was a tale of two halves, and I think it was a really important game in the Seahawks' season. So in that game, the Rams did whatever they wanted to do on offense in that first half. They marched up and down the field, first drive, 10 plays, 70 yards, and in a field goal, second drive, 7 plays, 77 yards, touchdown. Next drive, 13 plays, 93 yards, touchdown. So the, the Seahawks... Um, Couldn't really get anything done defensively. But then right before the half, they got a stop. They caused a turnover. Then in the second half, the Seahawks held the Rams to just seven points and only 109 yards total in the second half. This was the beginning of the changing of the guard and us fixing our defense. Um, But bump on offense, man, it was a different story. What did you see from us that first matchup?
2: This was the first game of the year where I felt like Russell was really forcing it. I'm like, oh man, he maybe he shouldn't have made that decision. He was 22 or 37, 248 yards, two interceptions, one fumble, and was sacked six times. He also was the team's leading rusher with eight carries and 60 yards. But there's a there's. There's more to it. You look at mm-hmm. the stats, there's more to it. There were guys who were missing. Kyle Fuller got his first start at center because Ethan Post had a concussion. No Chris Carson, no Carlos Hyde, no Shaquille Griffin. Jamal Adams is walking around with a bum shoulder. These things matter. You need those guys out there. You need them to make plays for you. So, yes, I understand you don't make excuses for losses, but there's always stories behind a loss. I don't think the Rams got the Hawks' best shot. I just don't think they yep. did. I think Russell saw these injuries. He's like, I have to make plays. This guy, Darius Williams, picked up off twice. This poor decision-making. This isn't the Russell or the offense that we have seen lately. So I'm going to go out and say that this one is for real. This game is for real. I understand the Rams will not have Cam Akers. They didn't have him the first time around, so it's all good level playing field. Getting back to normal. Now let's figure out what's going on in this division.
0: And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again.
2: What's the word in the West on Hot Talk? What's the word? I will tell you. Seahawks sit at top of the division, 10-4. The Rams are 9-5. The Cardinals are 8-6. And, and the 49ers are 5-9. Now, the Cardinals... Had a good game against the Eagles, man. Two young quarterbacks getting after it. After losing four or five games, the Cardinals have gotten back on track, beating the Giants and now beating the Eagles, 33-26. Like I mentioned earlier, two young quarterbacks who are mobile, who can get it done. Kyler Murray had his best game of the year, 27-36, hundred and six yards, three touchdowns, one interception. One interception that ran for 29 yards and a touchdown. That was career high with passing yards. You know he got ha, had to get his boy D-hop involved. 169 yards, one touchdown. What you see out of Jalen Hurts? I'm a genius. I called this. Jalen Hurts, what you see now? Hey,
0: I got to give props to Bump. He's been calling for this since draft day. Y'all didn't listen. He's been saying this guy needs to be in the starting lineup. And honestly, if you're an Eagles fan, you're upset. You're upset because you play in the worst division in football and you had a chance to be better. And you let Jalen sit on the bench, sit on the bench, sit on the bench. So it's frustrating. And and Jalen, he just looks comfortable, man. All he does is win. He yes, wanted sir. Alabama, was a complete winner, and then got benched in the national championship game, which was tough. And um, obviously it worked out because Tua to Tungabailoa came in, through the game-winning touchdown, they won that championship game. But that's the only place in the country where you would – you would not – essentially, I think he lost one game maybe in his whole time there, and he gets benched in the most important game of the year, bounces back the next year, sticks it out, says all the right things in the media, comes out um, to a tongue of Ilo gets hurt, he hops in, wins them an SEC championship game when they eat him to. Then, his, uh, graduates, grad transfer, goes to Oklahoma, gets them right back in the college football playoff. The Heisman, I mean – Jalen Hurts, all he does is win, and the stats showed he was 24 for 44, so not great on the completion, but he he threw for 338 yards, three touchdowns, also had 11 carries for 63 yards, and one touchdown. The Eagles had two chances to tie the game late. Both drives kind of stalled in Arizona territory, but bump. Jalen Hurts, like, there's no way you can go back and be like, hey, guys, Carson Wentz is our quarterback again. No, (laughs) that locker room will riot. I mean, dudes see things on the field, like, you – when you're not playing the best player to position, I don't care if it's the quarterback position, the team you're going to lose the team.
2: Yep. So yep. I I heard Fletcher Cox he, two weeks ago. Hey, Carson Wentz is still our guy. He's still our leader. How you feel now, Fletcher? <laughs> you got a young gun in there. Hey, the 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 torch has been passed. You let Hurts do his thing. The only thing that is unfortunate about this situation is that Wentz is going to get paid no matter what. Unfortunate for the Eagles, not for Carson Wentz. No matter what they want to do, they want to sit him, they want to trade him, the man is getting paid regardless. Good for you, Wentz. Good for you, Jalen. That check's still going to clear. Everybody (laughs) wins. (laughs) All right, next matchup, the 49ers lost to the Cowboys. To the Cowboys. It's official. The defending NFC champs are out. The Super Bowl hangover must be real, man. This is a, this is a real thing. Because I, I thought the 49ers would take a step back. I didn't think they would not make the playoffs. They lost 41-33. to 33. Nick Mullins hurt his elbow. You know who they brought in? Josh Rosen. That's, He's going to save the franchise. Nash, Josh Rosen to the rescue.
0: Oh, my God. Don't let Dave Wyman hear you talk about that. He can't stand that, dude. <laughs> I mean, it's big. I, was it Bethard or C.J. Bethard starting? Yeah. Uh, Jimmy G might come back. They cleared him to come back to practice, but this season's over. I don't know why you'd rush him to play the Seahawks or a team headed for the playoffs, especially unless they can try to spoil something for us. But like the, the wild thing is when this year started, no one said, you know what, week 17 is probably not going to matter. <laughs> dude, whatever. <laughs> So 2020 is wild to me, um, but I'm sorry. I take a lot of joy in this. Um, <laughs> my wife and I, we have a friend. Her name is Katie Chan. I'm going to put her out on blast. Um Great friend. She works at Children's Hospital, does a lot of great things in the community. But she's a diehard 49ers fan, and she does not know what she's talking about. She's always hitting me up, always texting, always talking trash. Y'all are out the playoffs. Quest for six. Bro, the world has continued to turn since the last time the Niners won a Super Bowl. Everyone wants to throw out, oh, we've won more championships, blah, blah, blah. When were you born? Okay, you were four years old when that happened. Stop coming at me with that, okay? Y'all had a chance to win it last year. You missed. Your window is closing. So I'm sorry. If I'm standing here today, Michael <laughs> Bumpus, in a good mood, when I see that official playoff scenarios and it says the 49ers are eliminated from playoff contention,
2: <laughs> y'all want to get and Choby fired up? You talk about the 49ers taking L's, Woo! and he will talk that talk. All right, let's see what the matchups are looking like this week, man. Up, hey, what is this? Yeah. Oh!
0: Man up on Hawk Talk. We usually start with the guys throwing that pill. Jared Goff against the Seahawks defense. Now, Jared Goff has had an interesting season 346 for 509 for 3,718 yards, 20 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, has lost four fumbles, been sacked 20 times. Um, First matchup against the Hawks, he was 27 to 37 for 302 yards, didn't throw a touchdown, but didn't turn the ball over. And am going to sack three times. Now, it's like a dead horse with me and you talking about Jared Goff. We know yep. when he's at his best, he's without question a top 10 quarterback in the National Football League. When he's not playing well, when he's at his worst, he's probably a bottom five. And yep. I just don't know which Jared Goff will run out of the tunnel, Lumen field on Sunday. But what I will say is Sean McVay is going to have those boys ready. So whatever yes, he's going to scheme up, he's going to – He's going to put Jared Goff in a situation to be successful. And he's had our number for since he's been in um, L.A. So, I know that McVeigh will put him in the right position. Will Jared Goff execute the offense? I don't know.
2: Yeah. You ever seen that show Talladega or movie Talladega Nights? Mm-hmm. Remember when Will Ferrell has this mental block and he thinks he's on fire <laughs> and his boys <laughs> with him at first. He's like, come on, man, I got you. By the third time, he's like, this is embarrassing, man. This is embarrassing. (laughs) That's how Sean McVay felt. They were embarrassed last week. So I'm with you. McVay is going to have these guys ready to go. You know, they're going to have some trickery, some jet sweeps, some misdirections. They're going to condense their formations. Then they're going to spread them out. They're going to do a lot of things pre-snap to confuse these guys. And two guys who are going to help with that, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, versus Seahawks secondary. Cooper Cup, 84 receptions, 900 yards, three touchdowns. Still not enough. My favorite player who is not a Seahawk is Cooper Cup. Love how he he runs his routes. 513 yards after the catch. This dude can move. He has five receptions for 50 yards in their first matchup, which is nuts. Cooper Cup is one of the most underrated receivers in this league. DJ Reed is going to have to lock him down. On the other side, Shaq Griffin's going to have to lock him down. Diggs is going to have to roam the backfield and make sure guys are on point on the back end. Another receiver, Robert Woods, 82 receptions, 852 yards, and six touchdowns. He also has 22 carries for 154 yards, two touchdowns, five receptions, 33 yards in the first matchup. These two can go, but they can't do it by themselves. I'm a receiver. You got A lot of things got to happen for you to ball out. And a lot of it is contingent on the guy that we mentioned prior to this, Mr. Jared Goff. Will he be able to give these guys the football? Like mentioned last time, Shaquille Griffin did not play, could match up against Robert Woods or Cooper Cup. Jamal Adams had a bum shoulder, can get after the quarterback. So there are some things that are encouraging on the Seahawks end when it comes to the matchup of Cooper Cup versus Seahawks secondary.
0: Yeah, and the other thing about that too is um, Cooper Cup, I think it's criminal. With a guy of his talent, to only have three touchdowns, yeah. Like you're, I just feel like you're not, you're not doing it right. And and tapping into some of the things I've heard uh, down in L.A. just from their media members, even into the last matchup, they kind of felt like, is there something off between Goff and Cup? Like, why is he not getting the same attention that he's been getting? Um, so I think he'll be a focal point. But Shaquille Griffin back, Jamal Adams healthy, this secondary. Quentin Dunbar could come back. Trey Flowers coming back to practice. So, like, this secondary might finally be almost completely whole for the first time since we played Atlanta. So I'm looking for them to step up in a big way, and we're definitely going to need it on that side. But let's keep staying on that Rams offense. Running back position, Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown against the Seahawks front seven. So since week 12, uh, Cam Akers, who we just told you is not going to play because he played on a sprained ankle and Sean McVay said he was out. He's really emerged as their back. He's as their guy. In a four-week span, he's rushed for 390 yards on 74 carries, two touchdowns. Um, so he's kind of been their guy. And in the last couple of weeks, Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown have been non-existent. Daryl Henderson had six carries the last three weeks, and uh, Malcolm Brown had three carries. So those two dudes in the last three weeks have touched the ball nine times. So they were doing. They were getting most of the work early in the year. And now their their numbers being called again. So it'll be interesting to see what they do from a running situation, especially because the Seahawks stopped the run pretty well.
2: Those two guys are thunder and lightning. Henderson is going to be the fast guy, try to break off some big plays. Malcolm is the guy they bring in near the goal line to kind of fall forward and get into the end zone. It might be a blessing in disguise because now the Hawks got to prepare for two different type of running backs. Whereas before you were just preparing for cam Akers, who I think is going to be very good in this league, man. Very good in this league. All right, next match Russell Wilson versus the Rams defense. Young Russell, 3,800 yards, 37 touchdowns, franchise record, 13 interceptions. Also has 75 carries for 475 yards and one touchdown. It's simple, Nas. Russ needs to be Russ. Take care of the football. It's almost, it's like you want Russ to be special. You want him to extend plays, get outside the pocket, throw the football. But then you're also like, all right, man, let's just make the good play. If you got to run, you run. So it's a game he has to play with being aggressive and being conservative at the same time going to meet somewhere in the middle somewhere in the middle russ needs to be and i think they will be fine and i think that he's up for it all right the rams have the nfl's best defense though the best defense number one total defense number two versus the rush number one versus the pass number three points per game this is the game the offense can prove themselves and say look we are back and it all starts with number three no question about it and i think I think the game we saw Russell play
0: in the offense play against the Rams the first time is going to be the worst game offensively probably the Seahawks play all season. I mean, the Giants game wasn't great either. But, like, for our expectations and how good we know they can be, I don't think you're going to see that again. Um, but, it just honestly, if we take care of the football, I don't see how the Seahawks lose the game. Like, straight up, I think we take care of the football. And when you say let Russ be Russ, what that means is just making plays. It's, it means – And for people that are listening to that, when you say let Russ be rest, we're not saying, hey, go throw for 450 yards. No. Make the right play. If you got to check the ball, get us into the right run. Slide the right protection. Take the plays that's there. And when it's time and you're getting pressured in the backfield, you spin out and you make a Russell Wilson play. You run for a first down. You throw 50 yards down the field. You find DK Metcalf. So just do what you've done all season long and why you're still an MVP-type player in our minds Uh, and get it done on Sunday but one guy who is gonna try to put a wrench in that plan is Aaron Aaron Donald and yeah. that's the next match we're looking at because it's Aaron Donald versus Urbadi. body <laughs>
2: 2020
0: Aaron Donald has 39 tackles 12 and a half sacks 16 tackle for loss his next closest teammate has nine and a half three force fumbles guys this is an interior defensive lineman mmm Okay, he's not a pass rusher. He's not just a, a defensive end or an outside linebacker or whatever who just goes, goes after the passer. Aaron Donald does it all. Um, against Seattle, he's balled out. Last 13 games, 12 sacks, 30 tackles, 19 TFLs, 35 QB hits, two passes defended, two forced fumbles. But, Bump, tell me what happened the last time Seahawks played the Rams.
2: Last time the Rams played the Hawks, my man had no tackles, no tackles for loss no sacks, no passes defended, and just two quarterback hits. Now you see that and you're like, oh man, they handled him. He was under control. No, that's typically the stat sheet for an interior lineman. They're not going (laughs) to do much. They're just going to get double teamed and clog up the gaps and let the linebackers go to work. So the Hawks did a good job of making him look like a normal interior lineman, but that doesn't mean he wasn't collapsing the pocket. That doesn't mean that he wasn't influencing the runs. There's other things he does to be effective. I'm going to go out and say that This isn't going to be the stat line on Sunday. I don't see him putting two games together against the Hawks like that. It'd be nice. I Mm -hmm. I know we want that to happen. We're shooting for it, but we got to live in reality. The chances of that happening aren't very great.
0: No, uh, and yeah, and honestly, for me, if as long as he doesn't have multiple sacks, he can have one sack, he can have a tackle for us here and there, but as long as he's not wrecking the stat sheet, I'm okay with it. Um, Going back on offense, Seahawks running backs, man. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Rashad Penny versus Rams front seven. Now, Carson, Hyde, and Penny didn't play in the first matchup. First game, Alex Collins led the uh, running backs so 11 carries, 43 yards. And to me, Bump, other than turning the ball over, I think this is the most important matchup of the game, man. These guys need to play well. They're fully healthy, and they need to be a vocal point of this offensive game plan for the Seahawks to beat the Rams.
2: They got to stay healthy. Get through this thing healthy and this – Set the tone early, get 32, the rod, let Carlos Hyde do his thing. Carlos Hyde only had two carries last game, one huge carry for a touchdown, I believe it was a 50-yard run. But he needs more touches as well. I think Chris Carson had 14 to 15 touches. Penny had two. So now I expect Carson to stay around 15 to 18 touches. I need Carson to get his five or six. I need Penny to get three or four. You got to start working that young man back in so you can feel the pads pop and just get acclimated to the game of football. Now the Rams are the best in the league at stopping the run. So this is going to be a true test, not only for the running backs, for those linemen. Those linemen have to get to the second level, control guys like Leonard Floyd, who are going to be roaming around trying to make tackles. Now, if we're in a situation where Russell throws the ball for over 35 times, I don't think that's a recipe for a game that the Hawks could win or should win. I think they can win it that way, Mm -hmm. but I think that they have to control the tempo They have to set the tone, and you do that in the run game. Next matchup, DK versus Jalen Ramsey. We've been waiting for round two. Woo, let's go. Round round one, Ramsey got it. Yeah, give it to him. Ramsey got it. And it's not even that he just locked him up and DK wasn't open. There are some times where he was open, but there are some times where Jalen was on that hip and there was nowhere to throw that football. Jalen is a good football player. I want to see how DK responds. That first match of the first half, DK didn't have any targets. No targets in the first half. They all came in the second half, ended up with two receptions for 28 yards. I want to see DK put some sauce on his routes this week. Mm -hmm. You need all the tricks. You need all the sauce. Jalen can play.
0: Yeah, man. And and that's the thing. Uh, Like you said, round one went to Jalen Ramsey. And for the UFC fans out there, he didn't, it wasn't 10 7. Like, it it wasn't like that. I mean, he had to score 10 9. He won the round, maybe got one takedown, and it was a close match, and they called it that way. Here's the thing. DK was he had times where he was open against Ramsey last week. Or the first matchup. He just didn't get the ball, whether a production breakdown, there's one down the, the field or just outside of his fingertips. So he's won matchups like that. And I I think he's gonna be very involved in this game plan in terms of wide receivers. Now, man, all I do know is there is gonna be some trash talking. DK Metcalf is drawing a flag on almost every other defender in this league. (laughs) You know, Jalen's going to come in saying, all right, young buck, I got you the first time. What you got Mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. snap one? So I'm hoping I'm going to be, I'm going to look outside to the wide receivers on the very first play of the game because I'm assuming it's going to be a run play. I hope so. And DK is going to be firing off trying to put Jalen Ramsey out of the back of the end zone. So I'm going to be watching them a lot on Sunday. It's going to be a fun matchup. And I think DK is going to get round two.
2: Hey, DK, you get around too, baby. Let's go. We need you. Hey, championship week. This is what you play for. All right, Yeah, you got into the playoffs last week. Now it's time to get a division banner up in Lumenfield. Let's get it. Here are your path, or here is your path to victory.
1: At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away, and
2: that kick is
1: good. The Seahawks win. It's good. It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk.
2: Path to victory, their first key component to their victory. Need to run the football. Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde need to be a factor, and then sprinkle in a little Rashad Penny. What's that that chef when he cuts the meat, then he sprinkles the salt off his elbow? That's how Penny gets in. <laughs> salt sprinkle bay. that salt off the elbow. What's it? What's he called? Is it salt Bay or something? I don't know. Yeah, Salt Bay. I, I, I don't feel comfortable calling Man Bay, but no. sprinkle that <laughs> sprinkle <laughs> the salt. That's Rashad Penny. But you let Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde go to work,
0: man. It starts with them. We have to run the football. We know how important that is. And the next thing, take care of the rock. Take care of the rock. First matchup, Seahawks turn the ball over three times. That's not going to be good enough. You turn the ball over three times, you're no way going to be successful against this team. So take care of the football.
2: Yes, and limit the three and outs, please. That second half against the Washington football team, the first drive, they come out scoring. And then I, I believe I want to say two or three consecutive three and outs. That's not conducive to good football. You need to be good on third downs and limit the second down penalties. That's what hurts this team as well. They put themselves in bad positions, and then when it's third and short, they try to get too cute. I've been saying it all week. Get downhill. Be predictable on third down. I don't care. Line up in a big boy formation. Put your fullback to the right side and tell them we are running right. We're going right at you. Do something about it. No question about it.
0: And, man, let's see the bad version of Jared Goff. I mean, we've seen him play some really rough games throughout this season, but I feel like we never see that game against us. Yeah, Barring his rookie year in 2016, I don't think we've seen Jared Goff come out and just have an absolute clunker, a stinker. So we need to see that, make it happen to defense. You need to take the ball away. You need to put pressure on Jared Goff, and you need to show everyone what you can make him look like because you're a good defense. You've gotten to that point where you've turned the corner. You have all your guys back, so the time is now. Show up.
2: Hey, win a playoff game. This is a playoff game, my, in my opinion. This is a playoff game. You're already in the playoffs. This is for the banner. This is for your pride. McVay is 5-2 and two against you, Pete Carroll. I know, Pete, you're not going to come out and say it, but you feel it. You're a competitor. I remember playing against you at USC. I, I, I remember being recruited by you. I know how your mind works. And Pete wants his game. This football team wants his game. Claim the West. It's time for a division banner.
0: You own the West. There's a big banner right outside the equipment room in the locker room that says own the NFC West, and it starts on Sunday. You have such a great opportunity to get this thing done, and honestly, I- I'm feeling it, man. 2016 was a long time ago, the last time we won a yeah. division title. That's been way, way too damn long. Let's get this done. Reminder, guys, you can hear us everywhere, Seahawks.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and much more. And Cairo Radio is also the home of the Seattle Seahawks. Don't miss Pete Carroll and – on 710 ESPN Seattle at 930 when he joins Danny Gallant and Michael Bumpus the morning after every game. Bump, we better be talking about a division title and a fun week next week.
2: It's time to go, baby. Division title time, playoff time. Let's get to 11-4. Let's beat the Rams who always give us trouble, but this is a new team. We're healthy. Got a new field. is looming. Let's get it. It's been real. That is Hawk Talk Preview Edition. I am Michael Bumpus along with NASA Toby. Hopefully we're talking next week about a W. Talk to you soon.